talking about my then what you talking about? Gangsta move in silence, and I don't talk a lot. I don't say a word. I don't say a word. What's on my ground, and now I got what I deserve. Hold on, wait a minute. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back on Moneyline. We're going to do a little tidying up here. It looks like uh, Hunter Henry's not going to go. It looked like he was going to go earlier in the week, but it looks like they are not going to activate him for this game. So don't put him in your DFS lineup. Just a FYI, everybody. But he would have been so a good much for player. that diversion. Yeah, so much for that diversion. But that was all the talk leading up to this was he was going to go, and but it looks like that's not going to happen. So, but they do expect that he may play if they advance past the Ravens. So maybe next week he could be in a good spot. I could tell you something that is going to happen, and you hear that in the background. Philadelphia style, Meek Mill style, the one, the only, Exo Holly. Let's go, Eagles! <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm it's like my third week of Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> How we feeling over there? What's the heart monitor saying? What's a what? What are the drinks tasting like? Come on, tell us what this game yeah. is going to play out like. Oh, it's going to be great. I hope you guys are all over feeling the points right now because that line is absolutely ridiculous. So. Ooh. You should definitely be on. Um, I got it on five plus five and a half. If you got it plus six and a half, you guys should totally eat that. Ooh, yeah, and that, that's what I'm seeing it at right now. And I'm convinced me, Holly. I'm I haven't uh, I haven't placed a wager on this one yet. I'm kind of on the fence, but yeah, it's up to six and a half right now. <laughs> convince me what what's going to happen. Why why are the Eagles right. a good play this week? Well, let me give you guys some stats first off to start with before I go with talking with my heart. Let me give you the stats. Okay. okay? Chicago, this defense has racked up 50 sacks and 36 takeaways, the most in the league. A very disruptive defense, pretty scary. On the flip side, though, thanks to Cynthia Freeland, on early downs, the Bears averaged just 4.1 yards per rush, ranking them one of the worst in the league. In the last five games, they've only completed 10 passes of 20 yards plus and 33 passes of 10 yards plus, also ranking them at the bottom of the teams in the league. Now, Philly. Eagles have led the league in quarterback hits, 133 for the season. Hmm, perhaps another disruptive defense here? Which brings me to how Philly can win this game and should win this game. Put up the points with the clock management and stay strong on defense. I just talked about this over in Chicago. A big misconception in the NFL is you have to run the ball to control the clock. Doug Peterson has came up with a passing scheme to manage the clock just as effectively as the run game. Example. Last week, Foles was able to complete 25 consecutive passes in a row and keep Washington off the field. Eagles' time of possession was 43 minutes compared to the Redskins' 17 minutes. The week before, Foles attempted 49 passes for over 450 yards, while Eagles only ran the ball for under 60 yards. They still pulled off the victory. Of course, you have to contain Mack and Hicks. During the Rams game, Philly was able to contain Aaron Donald. During the Texans game, what was missing? So that's a game plan, and that should help sway you over there, George. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> that, I always call you by your Twitter name. Sorry. That, that, that's fine. No worries. All right. So I'm feeling that a little bit. What I guess Nick Foles is kind of where my trepidation is on how healthy he is. What are you hearing on? I believe it's a rib injury with him. Is is he is he good to go? He should be good to go. That's um. Now I have confidence in Sudfeld. Not many other people do. Of course, I don't want it to go that far. But we also have Peters coming back. If the O-line can play good and play the best game of their lives today, I think that we, we should be okay out there. Yeah, Peters is going to have his hands full, that's for sure. The low, low, low total, what's your thoughts on that? With two of the slowest teams being in this game, Chicago 27th, Philly 30th in pace, do you have any read on the uh, total itself? I think the under on this game, or what's the under set at? Do you guys know? Sorry. It's about 41 and a half is where the total is right now. 41. Okay, because I had the game, my prediction score was 2014 Eagles. I feel like it's going to be a low-scoring game, and it's going to be an all-defensive game, the entire game on both ends. All right. that's And I could kind of yeah. see it playing out that way, don't you think, Jerry? No, I could see a very slow start on both sides of the ball. Again, how much... How much are the Bears going to rely on Trubisky to come out there and just open it up rather than saying, let's let our defense talk here and we'll just try to play favorable situations? On both sides of the ball, it's tough. It's a tough game. The spread's a little big. I mean, 
it's tough. It's I, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's a it, I've gone both ways on this game all week, and I'm kind of leaning one way. I'll talk about it a little bit more in the pick segment, but it's a tough game, girl. I'm praying for you. I I'm on a teaser, especially. I'm I don't. It's a high variance game, though. That's the thing about it because you could take you could take the Bears down to just win, but how many times? Do the Bears straight up win this game if they play this 20 times? You know what I mean? The Eagles got a chance to beat them quite a bit of time straight up. And then the other way, if the Eagles were going to lose this game, they could very well get blown out and it just open up. So that teaser never comes into play. So it's kind of scary to play the teaser here, to rather doing 13 or taking them past that zero. So it's just a tough, tough game. And I'm praying for you. Yeah, this one's. A oh, thank you. <laughs> the one thing I will say is the weather. Once again, we're getting kind of blessed. It's going to be about forty degrees in Chicago. Um, doesn't looks like just partly cloudy. So it's just kind of a typical day, you know. You would expect in January yeah, in Chicago I, I would be terrible. To, yeah, I talked to some of the people in Philly already that are in Chicago right now. They say the weather's better in Chicago than it is in Philly. Yeah, that shouldn't be an issue. So it's actually in our favor. Um, also, I just wanted to point out, since you mentioned the Foles injury, like everybody keeps questioning Foles, oh, how's he going to hold up? How about we flip it over? How about this Mitchell Trubisky playoffs? I'm always a little sketch about that. Like, this is his first time in the playoffs. How is he going to play? Because everybody keeps hyping up the Bears defense, which is totally understandable. They are great. But you also have Philly in that front four. You've got a very disruptive defense on the other end of the ball, too, that I think that people aren't giving enough credit to. Yet, I know the secondary is very banged up in Philly. But they're still managing to pull out wins here, so no, that, that, that's a very good point. No, that's a good point because Jerry and I talked about that a little bit. These the experience for quarterbacks in the playoffs huge, is, is big. It's huge. You can't you can't replace that with anything. Now, speaking of tough defenses and monsters on that side of the ball, what is your thoughts on Chargers Ravens? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Yeah, be okay. real careful about Damn. what you say, though. I know, Cam. I totally love you, and if you drop the call, I totally understand. But, um, (laughs) no. Okay, so I am going to take Chargers in the points, but I'm taking Ravens to outright win this game. I love them. I love Lamar Jackson. He's dangerous, he's fun, and he's a problem. And for the haters, since Lamar Jackson has stepped on that field, the Ravens' run game ran up over 1,600 yards in seven games. Their run defense allowed 429 yards. Baltimore's defense is going to have fun against the Chargers O-line again. Rivers was pressured 43.9% of his dropbacks the last meetup between the two. There's nothing more scary than a hungry defense. So I've like been riding that. Ravens all year long. Okay, so you just saying. So you think uh, Ravens win, but Chargers cover is where you're going with that one. Yes. Okay, that makes some sense. And then finally, I, I did want to ask, what did you think of the Houston Texans yesterday? Man, I was so disappointed because I didn't touch I didn't touch the Texas game and the Seattle game last night. Those were two I wasn't going to play. And I thought it was going to be a shootout. I was really looking forward to it. I was like, I'm going to watch this entire game. I will give the Texans this. They didn't start with the run-run pass. They did actually <laughs> attempt to throw the ball more. However, the play calling was absolutely garbage. And for all of the games, for a lot of the key players, this was not the game to half you know what I'm talking about, yeah. show up. Like Matthew, he's one of my favorite players. He was burnt toast all night. Watson was straight out of the Bird Box movie. <laughs> he was blindfolded, not screening the field at all. I mean, the only person that really stood out to me was Reed, and I just I was very, very disappointed in Houston. I thought that they picked an awful game to come out and not play at all. I'm with you, and don't you think Romeo Cornell and the defense, like they were awful too, right? It wasn't just O'Brien. It was It was all around. Yeah, they've got to be, like, something's got to happen with the coaching staff. I know Bill O'Brien is locked into this awful, ridiculous contract. But, yeah, somebody's got to get fired because you have too much talent on the roster for things to be happening and playing out like this. I just, I mean, granted, Colts, I really like the Colts, and I underestimated them from the beginning of the season, but they've totally stepped it up. So, I mean, maybe they just got super outplayed, but I just didn't see any effort at all from Houston. And that win streak bought B.O.B. a few more years at least. So yeah. it just Boy, what happens if that win streak never happens? Uh, it just, you know what I mean? It just, uh, 
was it a is that a not a blessing in disguise? You know what I mean? Like, did you want them to get this far, get eliminated in the first round to be able to? I mean, yeah, I, but this is my whole thing is we we keep talking about like oh, bring in an offensive coordinator to alleviate the stress of Bill O'Brien. Okay, so what? So that he can focus on what? Because he's not a defensive play caller. So if you, if you give somebody can he else, just the, focus on the clock. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, yeah, let's start simple. What would his job be? He wouldn't even be a head coach anymore because he would have Romeo Cornell calling the defense and then Adam Case or whoever you want to bring in to call the offense. Bill O'Brien would literally just be a body. Like <laughs> so this whole space. like hire an offensive coordinator thing is like, no, if you're gonna hire somebody, hire a new damn coach. What would you say you do here? That would be Bill next year. It's like what what, what do you do if you're not calling the offense? So no, that that's a good point, Cam. I, man, and how about Frank Wright yesterday? I bet you were feeling proud man, proud of him, is- huh, Holly? Oh, you know, and I'm like I'm so I am. I'm very, very happy for him. And I wish I wish that I would win the lottery so I could pay him off to come back because he is amazing and the Colts are very very lucky to have him. That's that's a great coach. He's just he manages the clock well. He play calls. I mean, he's just a man. So look what he's done. Look what he's done to the Colts offense. No doubt about it. He was dialing it up perfectly and and that was fortunate, right? Cuz they were all set with Josh McDaniels and then he, you know, said no at the last minute and they kind of they ended up with this new coach kind of by accident, and it really worked out for well, His whole career has been accident. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's think about what that name means to Houston <laughs> yeah. in general, in history, and now he does it again. Well, that defense would have been what it Houston is with could have him. <sighs> Yeah, no doubt about it. it man, Colts are going to be good going forward, man. Get ready for that. They're, they're not going. Hey, I, I, think that they, I honestly think that they can knock the Chiefs off. I'm, just, I'm ready to look at that line. Me too. We're going to talk and about I'm gonna that. I'm going to give it a few minutes. Yeah, we're going to talk yeah. about that a little later. It's uh, what five, five and a half, and a half yeah. points the Chiefs are giving the Colts next week. I don't know about I that. Love Colts. I don't know about that. We'll talk about it a little bit later in a few segments. We'll have all the look ahead lines. We'll uh, kind of talk to predict what the line may be on some of these games. And I mean, Holly, I know you're hype right now. The the uh, the yeah, entree get- to the main event is coming on right now. Get hype. <laughs> we're with you. Yep. She's going to need some drive. <laughs> she, yeah, Holly's I, better see, drive. I better see all of you guys tweeting great things about the Eagles today, okay? <laughs> don't no, don't no. listen to the next segment. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm just>, no. <laughs> oh, all right, guys. Thanks, well, thanks, Holly. We'll catch up with you next week. No problem. All right. <laughs> Bye. All right, guys. That was Holly Seymour. You can check out her stuff on Sports Map as well at XO Holly. We're going to get to these other games on the other side. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. is Money Live on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back. You're listening to Money Line. We had a Holly Seymour on last segment to talk a little Eagles. And we've, we've hit the Chargers-Ravens game really hard. So if you guys want to go check that out, if maybe you missed part of the show, go to Podcast Arena, Moneyline. You can pull it up, see our plays. And, of course, go to Sports Map. That's where Jerry Bowe is going to be releasing all these plays. There's only a few weeks of football left, guys. So this is the time to you know get that extra little bankroll going because, man, there's not that many games left. Before you know it, it's going to be the Super Bowl. So this is probably my favorite weekend, wild card weekend. You get the... A lot of really good games. Uh, the divisional round's a, a great weekend, too. So we'll get into that a little bit. But uh, let's get into this Eagles-Bears game. Holly was on. She loves the Eagles plus the points. Jerry and I were talking about that. This is a, a tough one because, you know, on one hand, you, you want to take the points. It, it makes sense. On the other hand, this could be a game where the Bears just smash the Eagles. That's what we're kind of worried about, the Nick Foles thing. You know, we were talking about this during the break, too. I bet you that original rib injury is when Clowney put his helmet into him and knocked him out of the game 
a, a few weeks ago when the Texas, tender. Yeah, and then I think he aggravated it getting hit again last week, and Foles had to leave the game, and he didn't come back last week. He's supposed to play today, but it, it is something to keep an eye on, though. If you know Khalil Mack really drills him, you know he could be out for the game. That that worries me a little bit. This one's tough. So Jerry, which way are you leaning with this Bears Eagles game? Man, this one's tough. Yeah. But I think that this game could get out of hand. I'm not too sure. Foles even finishes this game by yeah. the way the Bears put pressure on quarterbacks. They hit them. They know that. You think Mac doesn't know that? You think Mac doesn't know to follow through on that on that tackle? I mean, at the end of the day, though, who are these Eagles, though? Because they have been much, much, much better with Foles. 28.7 points per game, 420 yards with him, 21 points per game 30 352 yards without him that's almost a touchdown more points uh a game i mean they score a whole touchdown more with Foles. can he continue the magic against an elite defense though that's what's uh, it's scary to me that defense is scary but at the same time the Eagles defense thrives in the red zone, only giving up touchdowns on 44% of the time. So they can hold field, uh, teams to field goals. That's where it's so crazy. Again, it leads me to one thing, and I'm thinking the first half under. I'm thinking, this, really? yeah, I'm thinking they come out somewhat slow. I think that the game opens up more towards the second half, and it gives you more of a chance to lose that over-under bet, taking the game as the Bears, they only allow six points per game. It's 14.9 per game uh, for the whole game, but they allow six of those in the first half. So they allow more in second halves. So thinking, using that strategy, using that thought, using the thought, how much of the playbook are they going to open up right off the top to Mitch Trubisky against a defense that's been playing a lot better than what they started at, and don't get me wrong, they have a lot, a lot of trouble in the in the secondary, the Eagles, but they can create pressure themselves. They can stop the run themselves. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I think it's going to be a field position game going back and forth. Eventually, one team, whoever makes a mistake, and then that's when it starts opening up, and then teams start taking chances. That total so low that I can't bet it for the whole game, but I could see it hitting in the first half. Another first half bet that's paid off all year long, Bears. Bears, Bears. They've covered this all year long. The Bears, um, plus eight point differential. They lead the league 11 and five against the spread in the first half this year, going against the Eagles team that's tied for the second first, uh, second worst first half against the spread record at six and 10. One team thrives in the first half, the other starts slow. At what point does all these crucial games for the Eagles start adding up for the body because they are also in a must win yeah. situation for a while now, right? They've had to, they've had to win out to get here. They've had to get help getting here. When does that run out? Now it is a little different for letdown spots to regular season than uh, the playoffs, obviously, because in a regular season teams can have that letdown spot, can get down, but in the playoffs you're gonna. I mean, it's a winner go home. Everybody plays, but. Just do you feel confident thinking in foes going against that defense? Not really. I mean, that's I just think of what the Bears did to the Rams a few weeks ago, you know, and that's the the Rams offense. The Bears just shut them down. And that's the Rams yeah. offense. Imagine that. I mean, if they can't if they can't get the the pass going and the run game is susceptible. I mean, what do you got? Sproles out there going to yeah. do some things again? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. How are they going to move the ball? Yeah. See, this is how I'm looking at it. The last three games, Chicago's averaged 21 points. They've only given up an average of 12 points. Okay. So if you combine that, they're only totaling 33 points in those Chicago games. Philly's averaging 27, giving up 18, which is 45. So they're barely scoring over what the over already is already. So for me, if I'm combining that, looking at those three games. The, the under, I think, is going to be like 37 with the average for both of those teams. And like we said, Chicago only gave up six points to L.A. Yeah, Philly's been scoring, but they haven't played great defenses. Washington's defense got worse over the year. The Rams' defense, we've seen them. They're terrible in the run game. And what Holly said was, or maybe Jabo, you said this, 30th in, 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 um, pace. in pace of the game. You're really going to take one of the worst paces in the game against the most elite defense? I mean, I don't see how that's going to translate into points. So for me, I'm definitely taking the under, and I'm definitely taking Chicago. 7-1 and one straight up and against the spread at home since late October are the Bears. 12-4 and four straight up and against the spread 
covered the spread in nine of the last ten games. They've covered the spread. I'm sorry. Big here, though, we talk about Mitch in his first appearance in a playoff game, but at least it's at home. And at home, they rank first overall net yards per play. Six of their seven wins at Soldier Field have been by seven or more points. I mean, that's, Ooh, that's, that's a good stat. Six of the seven wins at Soldier Field have been by a touchdown or more. The spread today is a touchdown <laughs> or more yeah. to win the bet. Mitch Trubisky, quarterback rating 14.5 points higher at home. It's just that those are things that you need. Like, it's it's real simple to say, hey, man, he's a young quarterback, but he his coach. I love the coach. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think the coach opens it up today at some point, lets him do his thing. Yep. Uh, once again, it's it's a field position game, and then and that's when it's going to take that one turnover, that one short field for for the Bears. And once they get on that board, and Foles and has to open it up and has to start testing that secondary. It's trouble now. The one place you can beat them is in the slot because they've lost their slot uh, corner. So look for Nelson maybe to go off Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, I don't know if Tate's gonna get in there. I mean, he's been getting out snapped as of late. They've even ran Goddard out there in two tight end sets. Look for maybe that as they're gonna have to pull out everything. The Eagles today. Don't don't be surprised if you see a two tight end set. A lot of Zach Ertz a, action, maybe, and then a lot of people going to Ertz, and then Goddard getting open, and then remember that when it happens today, and you're gonna say, "Man, he nailed that." That they gotta deviate that. De- they gotta make the defense. They gotta take away. Okay, you're gonna take Ertz. You're gonna then de- then you're gonna take. He's gonna take away that side of the field and leave the other side open for other options. Like I said, this is gonna have to be a Nelson Aguilar game. I don't see it so much being a Jeffrey game because he, those lockdown corners get him. But you can hurt him in the slot. You can hurt him with the. I mean, I guess you're gonna have to try to hurt him with uh, receptions to the running backs. But Chicago thrives on that too. That's what's so hard. You're going against some monsters. Monsters of the midway, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. And boy, looking back now on that 2017 draft, right? Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Mitch Trubisky, all three of these quarterbacks in the playoffs, man. That's you know, yeah, a lot of people kind of weren't feeling those those quarterbacks in that draft. That's why so many of those guys, you know, Watson fell out of the top ten. It's scary though, man. What's going to happen going forward with these franchises? They try to do the cookie cutter, and they're going to take their chances on guys that that aren't that. That was just a special class, you know what I mean? And now they'll see a Lamar Jackson. What does Lamar Jackson do for the typical uh, college quarterback that has skill, that has that that explosive ability? He's out there thinking, "Hey, man, I can make it to the NFL too." And uh, a good coaching staff can can adjust to my skills. And that's crazy to think that uh, there's going to be teams taking chances on quarterbacks probably that shouldn't be taken coming up here soon knowing the the Watsons and the Mahomes and they're just greedy they, they, yeah. they're, they're gonna be they're gonna take their chance saying man I, I can't pass up this guy and get ready to see a wave soon we've had a good wave of quarterbacks get ready to see a wave of bust because again your Darnold's your your Baker Mayfields they're all working out yeah. They're all working out, but at one point, I mean, it's just it's just been a it's crazy. It's crazy to think of how they're adjusting and relating their game to the pros and how quickly, right? I mean, that was a 2017 draft or whatever. I mean, that's that's crazy to think that all three of them are in the playoffs on good teams. You know, I guess you have a pretty good defense for for Watson and for Trubisky. You know, except for yesterday, the defense wasn't pretty good. But overall, the Texans have had a pretty good defense. Where Mahomes, they got a terrible defense. He's just been carrying that team on his shoulder, his right shoulder, throwing them to victory. And that's what's scary about him going forward. Can he continue to do that? In what point does? 33 points lose them a game like they lost in these big games. As someone in these playoffs is going to do it, and it just when you go to these playoffs, these these elite defenses is what you want, but Mahomes is on another level. Yeah, he's been playing incredible. And finally, to put a bow on this Bears-Eagles game, the one thing I have noticed with Nick Foles is he doesn't use the tight end as much as Carson Wentz. Like, he doesn't go to Ertz, except for in that Texans game where he had, like, 15 catches. That was kind of the the outlier. Typically, he doesn't go to Ertz as much as Carson Wentz did. So, but I think Jerry's on it. I think there's going to be a lot of attention on Ertz, so that's going to allow some other guys to have some opportunities. And they're going to need it, man. I kind of think the Bears' role here. And but I felt you know, last year, and I'm not gonna lie. Again, I'll put the I'll put the X on myself. Shame on me. I felt for it last year. Kind of in the same situation. What was Minnesota's defense last year? Elite, right? Yeah. People, 
And I'll never forget. I mean, I dumped everything on them. I believe it was the game after the uh, the miracle, and then they played the Eagles, and I'm like, man, I'm all over. I'm all over. And right off that first drive, Foles came out dicing them 353 and three touchdowns, and they blew out the Vikings. I don't, I, I'm having flashbacks, and it very well could happen. So, again, yep. I talked earlier about situations that you've seen before, and think about it last year. Vikings were a premier defense, and they went in there and – Tore them up, thirty-eight-seven, I believe. Yeah. So, careful, careful. Yeah, yeah that, that's the thing. It, it's very tempting to want to bet every one of these games, right? Because there's only a few of them, and the season's almost over. But you know, don't bet just to bet. <laughs> you know, that's where you get in trouble, yeah. right? But if you do, do it at my bookie. That's that's where you always got to do it. Is at my bookie, and guys, the reason you do it at my bookie is because. They're going to pay you if you actually win your bet. That's important, right? <laughs> That's yeah, important. Yeah, that, that kind of matters. And the reason why is they've been in business for years, guys. They're safe. They're reliable. And the reason Vegas makes these lines is so that you can bet on them with MyBookie. MyBookie's the online destination to get action on any game. So we like the Chargers today. You can go to MyBookie and fire on it. You know, Try and get that plus three with the Chargers. They're safe. They're reliable. We recommend them, guys. We use MyBookie. They have in-game live betting, the best player perks in the business, and all these prop bets and fantasy bets guys like the andrew luck rushing total yesterday i took the over i made me some money we gave you some today with the three and a half field goals we like the over on that one you go to my bookie you bet on that right now before the games get started just get on your computer your phone go to mybookie.ag and get your account started and guess what guys they're going to match half your deposit. So you drop 100 bucks in there, they're going to they're going to drop 50 in there for you to bet with. So you just want to use the promo code RADIO. That'll activate the offer. So go to MyBookie today and don't forget, forget to use the promo code RADIO when you create your account. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Put on a sail side of hill, won't you take me home? Cause I've been broke down for so long and load it's getting cold. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back on Moneyline. I think we've done a pretty good job of hitting all these games, but we did want to do a little bit of daily fantasy it, you know, it's still got some time to do that, and we can just do a, a, a one-day kind of thing. we got a couple games today, some good options to choose from. So uh, let's jump into it, man. Let, let's We're going to put a DraftKings lineup together on the air. We'll tell you guys exactly who we're starting. If you want to plug in the same lineup and bet with us, go for it, man. Yeah, there's plenty of options out there for you guys thinking, why are these guys talking fantasy? Well, there's a two-game slate today. Easily double-ups, get up there, put in these lineups, and let's cash together. Let's get it going, John. Let's do it, man. I Typically, I like to pick my defense first, and I like to – Usually I try and get the cheapest defense possible because I find that the defense is just kind of fluky, right? Like the only way you really get points is off turnovers and if they somehow score, that's really where you get your points. So I'm just kind of like, why not pick the cheapest defense? Because they're just as likely to have a ball tip to them and then they can run it the other way. So I'm kind of liking the Eagles at 2200 just because, like we said, Trubisky, right? This is his first playoff game. And even though I think the Bears are probably going to win, I think there's a good chance he's going to turn the ball over too. So I'm going to roll. Let's let's put the Eagles in there for 2200. So all right, now I'll let Jerry do one. What do you got, Jerry? Pick any position. What do you like? It's a little contrarian today, but with a short slate, I'm going to go ahead and go with Keenan Allen right off the top. I think he he gets a lot of action today. I don't care how low that total is. Rivers isn't one to shy away from anything. And what's best about this he runs over 70 percent of his routes out of the slot that's the best part to place to attack that baltimore defense in the middle of the field jarvis landry five for 102 and a touchdown against this defense Ooh. out of that part uh, out of that spot did the browns expose 
a weakness in this Ravens defense last week, or at least an opportunity where Rivers can see that and say, hey, if, if, if Mayfield could do that, I can do that too. They exposed some weak spots in them in a game that the Ravens needed to win. It's not yeah. like it was like a letdown game or, or just a week last week and let's go to the play. No, they needed that game just like anybody else. So look for Keenan Allen to blow it up. No, I, I like Keenan Allen a lot, and especially with that matchup. But he's good almost every week. I mean, that's that's Rivers' dude to throw the ball to. So I, I had a, a daily lineup that I'm, I'm still playing in. It was for Saturday and Sunday, and I had Keenan Allen in that lineup too. So I, I think that's a really good play. So let's take a look at some other guys. Uh, I don't know, Cam, do you want to get in on this? Do you have any ideas of who you want to play this week? I can give you some options. Um, let's see. You know who's kind of cheap? that might actually come through. What about John Brown? And he's only 3,700. Crabtree's also 3,600. So, I look, I'm not excited about a pass catcher in the Ravens' offense, but I feel like to, to load up your lineup, you need to get a really cheap play in there and then hope that he comes through with the touchdown. So I'll put it to you guys. Who do you like better this week? Do you like John Brown, Willie Sneed, or Michael Crabtree out of that out of those Ravens guys, who do you think's the most likely to come down with the touchdown? Oh God! I, I know it's it's gross. A touchdown, you say? Yeah, oh, man, that's tricky because, like we said, the last game, the only passing touchdown was 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 to Edwards, the backup tight end. I mean, if I'm going to go consistency, which there really isn't a whole lot when you come to Baltimore receivers, I yep. guess I got to go Willie Sneed. I mean, I, I guess just with the speed. And it, it seems like he's going to probably get most of the targets this week. I, I guess I'd have to go with Willie Sneed. All right, Jerry. I'll agree. Yeah, I'll agree. All right, we'll plug him in there. We can always come back and change it. But I like when we when you do that, then your average remaining player balance, you can spend about six grand per player after that. So we put him in there. All right, Jerry, your turn. What do you got? I will go with receiver again. This guy leads the Bears in air yards targets per game and receiving yards in the month of December and to me is one of the top DFS plays or he is the top DFS play on this short slate one Allen Robinson going against a depleted Eagles secondary with I mean who they got Avante Maddox at left corner Cravon uh, LeBlanc <laughs> I mean Rasul Douglas the, the, the third rounder I mean come on like <laughs> let's think about this so at the end of the day, I think that that offense of the Bears will have to open it up at some point, and I think that Allen Robinson will be the one eaten. There you have it. All right, now let's go to tight end. I'm going to do for my next pick. Tight end's kind of kind of limited. <laughs> okay, so we got Zach Ertz at 6,300, and then you get Trey Burton at 4,500 as the Ooh. next guy on there. Yeah, I mean, he's just been uh, nothing the entire season. Former Eagle kind of playing his old team. I wonder if there's a revenge, yeah, revenge game, I guess. Uh, you can start uh, Antonio Gates' corpse for $2,700. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Cam, but that dude is old, man. I just, I don't. No, man, I 1,000% I agree. Yeah. That dude is the Methuselah of football. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has been around forever. I, I mean, I guess you could start him and just hope he catches a touchdown. But for me, no, I, I, I kind of feel like the chalk here. I think maybe we go with Zach Ertz because he's the only guy I think that's going to score any points here. I think anybody else, you're just hoping to get lucky. So uh, I will say this to, to Mark Andrews, he has averaged, I think it's like five targets yeah. the last three games. Um, he only costs, what is it, 3500 3, I mean, obviously, Ertz is the most reliable one, but at the cost, I don't know. So if we're, if we're going cheap, I'm probably going Andrews. My only problem is, is God, we already got Sneed. Like, do we want two pieces of the Ravens passing game? And, oh, yeah. You I, know didn't, what I, I mean? didn't think about that part. And yeah. the problem with the Ravens, they have like three tight ends that they run out there. You know, so you, you just don't know which week it's going to be for which guy. So that's what scares me with the, with the Ravens situation. Can we not play a tight end? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah for real. It's like one's like a geo tracker, the other one's like a Subaru. Yes. Like you're like, eh, no. I guess just hand me the keys, I'll be back. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm gonna drive this thing off a hill. Yeah, you are. So I, I'm gonna plug Ertz in there, guys. He's the only one that I think at least has a chance at doing something. So we'll put him in there. And uh, all right, guys, uh, you guys make a pick. I'll go with Ertz there. All right, let me plug it. Ertz here. What you got, Cam? You got a uh, go ahead and pick the quarterback of this miraculous team. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh I I'm probably going to have to go 
Trubisky on this one. I, I know he's the most expensive, but Philly's defense out of all these teams scares me the least. So, I mean, look, none of these, most of these picks are going to be questionable. Yeah. But like, obviously, I love the Chargers. I love Philip Rivers, but he didn't have a great game against them the first time. I think he's going to have a better game, but I still think there's going to be a turnover or two for Philip Rivers. So, Trubisky for me is the safe pick. And look, I mean, sixty six hundred is it's not crazy money talk for a quarterback so i'll go with the high price one but i'll, I'll go i'll go trubisky in this one i love right. it we got the, him in there the dual threat quarterback has torched the eagles the whole year Dak prescott finished as the number one quarterback that uh, that that week watson the number two cam he finished third Mariota finished seventh Dak on the on the on the rematch he finished ninth so even Dak had two top 10 finishes versus this defense Blake oh my god Bortles he was 12th I mean if these guys are throwing up numbers quietly even though Trubisky missed those few games he was fifth at his position in rush yards wow and you don't really think about that with him but he he can move so that's hey Trubisky looks like a great pick guys so I like yeah. it more than the more we talk about yeah. it. Now. Yeah, yeah, he's you're... the he's the base today of of all your lineups if you're playing in the DFS shorts late. Well, look, and and they're at home, and at home, Trubisky is averaging 250 um, passing yards a game with 19 touchdowns, nine interceptions, and a 98 rating. So if you're going to pick him, good. at least he's at home too. That's good, and we get the stack with Allen Robinson, right? So we can, we can get the double touchdown action going with Trubisky and Allen Robinson. So I like that. So now let's move over to running back here and. Man, Melvin Gordon's really expensive at seventy nine hundred, and and that's a tough matchup too for him. And it looks like Eckler is going to play. So, you know, we were talking about that catch total for Melvin Gordon. That kind of worries me with with Eckler in there. I wonder if he's going to get to four catches. So, man, Jordan Howard's been kind of coming on lately. I'm I'm somewhat tempted to go with him. Um, what do we think about Josh Adams? I mean, it's a terrible matchup, but he's only thirty five hundred bucks. Do you feel more comfortable with him at a really cheap price, or do you want to pay up for, you know, Jordan Howard or Melvin Gordon? What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I, I think I like Adams in the run game, but he doesn't do a whole lot in the pass game. No. So for me, whoa, you're I mean, just hoping he falls in the end zone. I guess I would take Adams as like my second running back, um, but if we're going first one, I kind of like Cohen in in this game because, like yeah. I said, he does both. He rushes and he receives. I kind of like Cohen in, in this matchup. $8,000 almost for Melvin Gordon is just, that, that's, that's, that's a little much for me. I'm kind of with you, Cam. And you also have that stack opportunity with Cohen because he catches a lot of passes, and we have Trubisky as our quarterback. So, all right, let's just for fun, well, I'll, I'll plop him in there, 6,700. The Eagles have allowed the fourth most receptions and seventh most receiving yards to the position. I look I'm all over Cohen, man. I'm actually about to release a play on that now. He's, his prop's everywhere. This is going to be a Cohen game. Okay, so there you have it, guys. Let's get Cohen in that lineup. So now all we have left is our flex and our running back. And, man, we timed this about right. The segment's almost over. So let's do it. Y'all want to go flex or you want to pick your second running back here? Go ahead and finish it off, Josh. All right, here we go. So we got about 5,800 in average uh, for players at, at the running back position is about what we can spend right now. So... Oh, man. I don't want to go with Howard because he's in the same backfield, right, with, with Cohen. So I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards maybe Gus Edwards a little bit, but Dixon's been getting more touches too. So that kind of that worries me a little bit. So I guess here's the question. We can get somebody really expensive like Melvin Gordon and then get somebody really cheap at the other flex spot, or we could get two guys that are kind of average. So – I just don't really like the matchup that much for Melvin Gordon. So I'm kind of I think I'm kind of maybe leaning for a receiver at the flex maybe. I was I was uh I was looking at Gabriel. That's a good as, pick. Uh, as 4600 averaging about 6 targets the last 2 or 3 games and Philly like 29th in pass defense. So I mean, just think about it if that game the first game happens to go real low scoring like a yeah. 17-13 game like it very well could Imagine how many options your options open up, even if you have two. I mean, because it looks at this point like we're stacked. It's a bear stack is what we're doing. Yeah. But that's the stack of the day, I believe. And I love it. I love it. Just, you have all your options open. If that first game goes real low scoring and the Bears go up there and throw 30 points on the board like they very well can against that defense, 
They can. Imagine that. Then you'll you'll clown, man. You're, you're going to kill it. You'll, you'll go way up the leaderboards real quick because everybody have – I mean, how many touchdowns are we getting out of that first game? Let's. I mean, four touchdowns combined, five touchdowns for both teams? I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. Anything could happen. But with a low total like that, 40 – I mean, what are you expecting? You could stack the Bears, and if they have a 30-point game, you, you're going to eat. No, no doubt about it. My only concern is if you, if you put Gabriel in there at 4,600, we're left with seven grand. And ah, <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, I know because it goes from 6,500 to 7,900 for a Melvin Gordon to the second place guy, which is Alshon Jeffrey. So we're going to be leaving a lot of money on the table there. And who was the defense that we got? Uh, we got the Eagles. So we could upgrade our defense if we want to do that. I guess how I'm looking at it, too, is, look, Philly's run defense is actually pretty good. I think they allow, like, 95 yards. Now, that's where the passing defense is terrible. So, for me, if they can actually stop Chicago's run game, Trubisky's going to have to throw it. So, I think that's why Gabriel kind of teases me there. But, I I, I mean, I, I completely see where you're, where you're going with and we, this. And we got the Bears stack. So, move the Eagles to Ravens, maybe, with that 800, and then do, like, how we were filling it up. Okay. And I think that works. That's a good lineup there. There you go. Put it in there. All right, guys, that's the lineup. We'll uh, we'll go over it again on the other side. We're up against the break. We're going to uh, hit the rest of these games, maybe a little early look into next week. In our final segment, you're listening to Moneyline, ESPN On ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back on Moneyline. We just put a little DFS lineup together. If you guys want to, if y'all want to play along with us, uh, we can do that. Um, here's what we went with. Trubisky, Cohen, Sproles, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Willie Sneed. Zach Ertz, Taylor Gabriel, and we upped it with the Ravens defense to give us a, a little more a little more pop on our defense. So that's what we went with, and you know how these daily things are when there's only two games. You're going to have a lot of overlap. It's just kind of the nature of doing it. So that's our DFS lineup for this week. So good luck to everybody if you play with us. First thoughts, Chiefs, Colts. The line opens five and a half, Colts. What is your first thought? Man, I... I kind of want to fire on the Colts plus the points, man. The Colts plus five and a half, the way they looked. And let's face it, the Chiefs' defense is not very good. I think, you know, the Colts are going to – they're going to put up some points, man. So I kind of like, you know, just an early look at it. And obviously I'm going to be a little biased because we just saw what the Colts did to the Texans yesterday. So we're going to be feeling pretty good about them. But they've been they've been really good the back half of the season the Colts have they really only had that one little blip against the Jacksonville Jaguars where you know they lost six to nothing so I'm kind of liking Colts plus five and a half what about you guys I love the Colts at that number um I don't know if it gets any higher than that I'm anticipating sharp money is going to bring that down what I do like even more though say the Colts were going to get beat up uh I like the over on the team total of the Colts 25 and a half Anywhere around there, I don't see how they don't score at least 26, 30 points, especially with as fast as the uh, Chiefs move the ball. It's going to give Luck more possessions, a clean pocket that he always has. And that's going to be trouble with that Chiefs secondary. They're not going to be able to hold those receivers uh, for over a few seconds. Once the line doesn't get pressure and Luck's sitting back there, he is going to tear them up. Up. This game ends a lot closer than that. Five. It's a field goal game either way to me, but I see this game being like that with a wild 30 33 or something, you know, 27 yeah. 33, something wild. In any case, I see the Colts getting to that team total. I'm with you, man. I and I don't think it's recency bias. I think the Colts are legit, man. They they are a good offense. Their defense is better than you think. I still think the Colts. They have Eric Ebron. They have T.Y. Hilton. You know, they have some weapons. But I think the Chiefs are obviously going to score with them. The Chiefs have something the Texans don't have. You know, they got Travis Kelsey, you know, the best tight end pretty much in the business. He's going to he's gonna put up some serious points. And then you got Tyreek Hill just lifting the coverage. And, 
man, Damian Williams, dude, he has come through. They they signed him. They extended his contract. He might be the guy next year. It'll be interesting to see if if he's the Kareem Hunt replacement and they just you know, they just upgrade from within. So we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, I think it's gonna be a high scoring game and I would not be surprised if the Colts actually won this game. Uh, seriously. They very well could. Yeah. I mean, they look fantastic. And, you know, we talked about rookies and inexperience in the playoffs. I know his, I know Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns, but this is his, This will be his first playoff game. It's going to be a lot of pressure. Arrowhead is going to be pumping, man. That place is going to be crazy. So we talk about home field advantages with spreads, right, Jerry? Do you give the Chiefs maybe more than three points for home field advantage? Because, you know, Kansas City is such a – incredible environment or, or do you just give them the three or maybe do you bump it up to four for somewhere like that you know with gambling it, it, again everybody if we just looked on a computer those numbers are there we add in the three points and thing but you need to think next level and think how bad is that defense their splits to home and road even on top of that do you add a premium to that because they're way different at home that chiefs defense they get a pass rush at home they like they play to the, the crowd so yeah i do think that their their home field is maybe a three and a half you know three what I mean? and a half not all home fields are created the same you're gonna tell me a Chargers home field is created the same as right. that chiefs and once you start looking at things just cookie cutter and saying yeah home field is three points here and then i don't care if, if brady and them are playing at home in in december january it's still the three no that's not the way it works and kind of adjust your numbers that's where you'll get yourself the edge adjusting your numbers don't just go with what the tools that they gave you when you started gambling and the the basic stuff the three points for no don't do that think about what field what home fields are worth more than others so what's that telling you about the line here that the five and a half what what do you think the bookmakers are thinking when when they set this at five and a half what, kind of talk through the logic of why you think they set the line at this spot the chiefs fan base is is they're 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 passionate. They're not going to move, so they're going to bet it right off the top. Now we'll know in the next six hours by tonight, after especially after these games go and everybody gets their bankrolls because a lot of people have money pending on games right now. Once that money's not pending no more and people start sticking it, you're going to see that line move quick. And that's where you're going to see with the sharp money. I think though that they they set that number. I don't know why they set it that high. You got yeah. Andrew Luck on the other side of the ball, and you you got a, a, de- a team that's overachieved. I mean, yeah, I don't see. I think that line is wrong. And by kickoff, I'll predict that that line's more in that four and a half four range. Really? Yeah. So you're saying probably good to maybe jump on this one a little early. If you're going Colts, you go now. Now is go time. Okay, so there you have it, guys. And I'm kind of leaning that way. I think I am going to get in on the Colts because I'm kind of with Jerry. I think that number is going to come down. If you had to bet today, Cam, would you take the Colts plus five and a half or are you taking the Chiefs? Uh, you know what? I would take the Colts. And one of the reasons why is the Chiefs gave up over 35 points three times. They lost two of those games. We know the Colts can put up points. And we know the Chiefs can't stop the pass defense. I think that the Chiefs' pass defense gave up an average of like 280 yards, 30 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, which is basically Andrew Luck's stats yeah. over the entire season. Um, yeah, I would definitely go Colts on this one. I mean, the Chiefs can't stop anybody. And the Colts' defense is actually legit. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, too, if they won. I really wouldn't, which would just destroy the city of Houston. Yeah, I know, right? All that talk about how terrible the AFC South was, you know, and then you got, you know, the what the the Titans won nine games, the Texans and the Colts obviously made the playoffs, and man, the Colts they look legit, man. Like they really do. Andrew Luck is he's back. He is back, and I mean, the crazy thing is, is we, I feel like we talked in the past if 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 the Colts could just keep Andrew Luck healthy, get an offensive line, and get a run game and sure up that defense, they would be a legit contender. And they've done that over the last two years, yep. and look where they're at. I mean, they have two all-pro rookies at the positions that they needed the most, offensive line and linebacker. It's sick. Yeah, it, it is. that Chris Ballard has done a fantastic job of just restocking on the talent on that team. And, you know, we saw it yesterday, so hopefully – Hopefully Brian Gain can can do something similar for the Texans in this offseason because they do have the extra pick in the second round. Hopefully they're able to to get a, a lockdown corner in this draft and, and definitely some O line help. And the problem is they just have so many holes now too. So that's that you know, we'll get to the Texans again next week. So we'll kind of stay with this Colts Chiefs game for now. So yeah, I what about the total, guys? We haven't talked about that. It, it opened at 56. It looks like it's only gone up by about a half a point. It's about 56 and a half right now. Do you think that's about right? 
Yeah, it's about right. It's a, it's a playoff game, though. So don't get me wrong; it seems high. But again, going off of what I said, in a world where I see Colts at least getting twenty seven, thirty points, you look on the other ball uh, side of the ball, a thirty twenty seven games slightly short. I mean, uh, uh, slightly just enough. I'm sorry, uh, fifty seven points. So mm-hmm. I say it's twenty seven, thirty, thirty, thirty three type game. I'm seeing it over. I just again the way the the speed that the Chiefs move the ball at. And I see them giving it to to an offense that can move the ball right back. I I'm, they're gonna go neck to neck. This is what the game yesterday should have been like. You're gonna get to see a, a straight up just <laughs> shootout. These guys, I don't see how they don't shoot this game out. I like your point that you're gonna see a real football game between two real offenses <laughs> next week. That that's kind of I think what Jerry's getting at there. What we thought we were gonna see yesterday, we probably will see with this game going forward. Um, you're going to want to go to Sports Map, guys. That's where Jerry has all his picks for today. We're only about five minutes till noon here, so this is the time to, to go check out Jerry's picks on Sports Map. Get your bets placed. So before we go, Jerry, maybe somebody's just getting in the car. Why don't you remind them of what your plays are for today? If, if you want to get in on some action, Jerry's going to help you out here. Chargers. I know it's at two and a half. By the hook, make it three. Teaser. Chargers. Bring them up to about eight and a half. And then also bring the Bears uh, to basically a pick them. I like the Cohen receptions over. I like uh, the field goals over three for the Ravens-Chargers game. Those are all bets I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to them. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I already, already put in my action with my bookie on the over on the field goals. I also am with the Chargers today, so I like them plus the three. What about you, Cam? Oh, what's that? Time to put your name on something, folks, in a wild card weekend. Yeah, I'm with you, Josh. I'm with you. Uh, you're with me? Okay. Yeah, I am going to put my name on the, the Colts beating the Texans. Oh, I can't pick that one? Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to go I'm gonna go with the Chargers, plus three. That's my pick. I put my name on it. Oh, you sucker. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. There you go. Well, I mean, you're wearing a Chargers shirt. Of course you're going that way. I mean, but, hey, I think I think they can do it, plus the three. Jerry, what you got? The over field goals that we said in the Chargers-Ravens, I'm going to put my name on Tucker having three or four himself. He's going to cover that spread himself. There you have it, guys. Those are our plays for this week. I hope you guys win lots of money. We'll be back next time on Moneyline to to look at the divisional round, man. There's some some more great games coming up, and and we're going to be covering all those in depth next week. So thanks for joining us, guys. We'll be back next time. You're listening to Moneyline. We'll see you next week. Peace.